Hey guys, can we have a quick chat before we start the show? Of course, Nate Napoleon Bonaparte. We always have time to chat with the guy who invented putting a blanket over your legs when you watch TV at the end of the day. Yeah, Napoleon Bonaparte. Chatting with you is sweeter than a Mars bar milkshake. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, but it's time for me to say something that you'll both find distressing. Reduce the amount of words you are saying to zero, you glimmering starlight. You are a very polite young man, and we're both very proud of you. Yeah, you ancient glimmering starlight forged in the heart of a distant sun. We would forgive any honest mistake you made, even if it was screwing up last week's intros. I'm so glad you said that last part because I actually did screw up last week's intros. <laughs> Thankfully, I asked my wealthy benefactors to bribe the podcast council, and that episode has been scrubbed from existence. So go ahead and open up your new scripts, and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate, and I'm the only person in history who wasn't corrupted by absolute power. What about that saying? Absolute power corrupts people a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be true, but then I came along and kind of changed the game. When I got my absolute power, I was super chill and didn't make a big deal about it. Honestly, the whole time I've known you, I didn't know that you had absolute power. So this is both surprising and impressive. Thank you, Nate. You may keep your head. Yes. I don't know. It doesn't sound that impressive. You got one healthy foot left, Brent. It would be a real shame if someone used their power on it. I take it back. As I was saying, everyone should learn from my example. And if either of you betray me, I will squash you like little bugs. Speaking of squash little fools, why don't you go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself, friends? I'm, I can't even get through this next sentence. I just looked at it. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Thank you, Catherine. I'm addicted to going to the swimming pool. Interesting. I suppose there's worse things to be addicted to. Spoken like a true landlubber, Catherine. Hey, I love no land. (laughs) (laughs) The truth is, I relapsed a few months ago, bought a membership to the Nova Scotia City YMCA, and my life has been in shambles ever since. I started showing up to the meeting with wet hair and goggle outlines around my eyes like a soggy raccoon. I've missed (laughs) medical appointments family gatherings, even podcast recordings. So last week when you canceled and said it was because your house burned down? I was at the pool floating on one of those foam tombstones working on my kicks. (laughs) That's horrible, Brent. You think I don't know that? Do you have any idea how it feels to miss an emergency call from your loved one because your finger is too pruned to unlock your phone? I'm living in hell, and this is my cry for help. Brent, are you at the pool right now? Start the show. Okay. And I'm Nate. Let's start the show. This is what it sounds like when we're doing a podcast. We're currently doing one. This is the North American Friends Movie Club. And right in the name of our show is a little secret about our priorities. And you might notice that Friends comes before podcast. So I got to ask my two special little friends, how we doing? Woo! We are We are full of energy. We are here bringing the podcast to the people. Aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm hyped. I, I think I'm having my midlife crisis. Oh. oh. Yeah, I, I debated shaving my whole face. Do the other it. Day. Mm. Do it. No, I can't. I look so like, no, I can't. Know. I look like I. You don't no. know. I don't like it. I don't like it. 
Uh, I also have an old man yells at cloud take. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys know this feeling, but I know people that have dogs with like uh, the dogs have winter jackets and they have winter sweaters. And depending on the, the level of coldness, I put them on and we go for walks every day. And then they look cute. Of course they look cute. That's what the whole thing's designed, that they look human and cute. But when people drive by, they smile and you see them smiling at your dogs. Then they look at you. Mm. And then what am I supposed to do? Smile. No. I, I think what you need is uh, matching outfits. That's and it. And that solves everything. <laughs> Well, the dogs are matching. No, you need to match them. What color are their outfits? Red jackets, red puffy jackets. Easy. They have argyle, like turquoise and yellow sweaters. I'll send a picture. Um, they're very nice. I just feel like I don't know what to do when they look at me. Like, I'm not as cute as the dogs. Keep the attention at the dogs. That's what you're smiling at. Yeah, keep your eyes down. Excuse me, miss, but my dogs are down here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's how I feel. Um, That's an old man take. Why is Um, that an old man take, though? That just... Old man, it's because it's in this grand scheme of things. It means nothing. It's just me complaining. Because, yeah, it's an old man yells a cloud. Like, no one cares. Um, I want to congratulate Kate. And her Kansas City Chiefs are beating the Miami Dolphins on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, the, gr- the group chat was getting a little heated yeah. before the game. Well, right? you got to talk shit. Who started it, though? Who started it? I, I didn't I didn't note who started it. I I'll just knew that there was it. a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you who started it. I'll tell you who started it. Britt Murray text, Kate, you're my, you are my enemy until the game on Saturday. And you know what? All right, motherfucker. Yeah. He did. Yeah, just, you really. Yeah. You took it to a. You just went with it. I thought you were just gonna go. No, but no, <laughs> no, no. That was a huge mistake <laughs> on your part. You call me your enemy. I will treat you as an enemy. But the minute the game was over, it, it, we were back to being brothers again. Because mm-hmm. brothers don't weigh anything. I also. The, so yeah, congratulations to the Chiefs. That's good for them. I also want to say thank you because today I received your Christmas card in the mail. Oh, finally! And it was. One of the most beautiful night. No, it was the most beautiful and nice Christmas card. Unique. It was a nice picture of Juliet and Kate on the front. And they're in front of the very Christmassy atmosphere on the back. Has a little write up on each individual person about what they did this year and their aspirations. And it was really, it was my favorite Christmas card I've ever received. And I can't wait to show everybody. And you know what that does? It sets an amazing example for your daughter and I think you're an amazing mother and a very oh creative my person. God. Wow. How can I rest? I gotta- yeah. Yeah. Gather yourself. Here <laughs> you go. You got this. What? What is life? <laughs> it warmed the cockles of my heart. <gasps> it was so nice. It was so nice. Brent, it's my pleasure. And oh Juliet's very lucky to have someone like that in her life. Oh, to my God. Be an example oh, from. Oh, my camera came on. And you turn your camera on. Yeah. Just, well, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Top that, Nate. Oh my gosh. Uh, Kate, I also got the card and I opened it up in the middle of the night and I was going to take a picture of me holding it. But then I was like, oh yeah, it's 2.30 in the morning. You shouldn't text your friends at 2.30 in the morning. So then I didn't because I'm a good friend. But I would also like to say that I liked the card. I put it up on my fridge. Aww. And then I would also like to mention that Kate, on in Kate's biography, she highlighted the portion of the biography that says she co-hosts podcast North American Friends Movie Club and she drew a little heart next to it. <laughs> yeah, I got that too. Uh, and that that made me that made me feel special because I was like, that's me. Yeah. That's she's you guys. talking about me. It is you guys. I've what I've Aww. noticed is Kate when she gives gifts and stuff, it's very personal and she has the little touches, the little things, mm-hmm. the little creative yeah. things that I like. I enjoy I, giving gifts. I don't think it well, I you guys, I'm so happy to make you happy. You two are just little Joyful Canadian snow bunnies. and That's us. Mm. That's why I say to Nate all the time. I'm like, we <laughs> yeah. are little Canadian snow bunnies, and I'm happy to <laughs> know you. That's exactly what he says. And, and it's true. And apparently it took over three weeks to reach Brent. That's so. normal things when you live in an island. Wow. I didn't put extra postage on it, so I wonder well, if that. 
That's fine. It, it doesn't matter if you get it December 22nd or June 22nd. It's the year-round mm-hmm. bringing of joy that I enjoy. Uh, I did get made fun of, though. At, so I went to a party when I had all of them done, and I just handed them out to my friends, and then they made fun of me a little bit. Why? But, oh, I don't know. You know how f- people are. <laughs> Anything funny? You know how friends are? Anything good? Did they get your ass? Um, it was. They said it was a little bit like Real Housewives of Kansas City, like the oh, photo. Sh- <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. I like it. I like it. I, I had fun. Jules and I had fun. It was more fun than like, I don't know. Was the fancy one there? Was the fancy girl that you drink champagne in the river with? (laughs) Champagne in the river? You mean you mean mimosas at the lake? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Champagne in the river. Yeah, was she there? She was there. Yeah. Was she cracking jokes too? No, no, no. I they were not. It was fine. It was fine. Also wanted to update you guys that I'm still sober as a bird, and I was going to ask. Yeah, birds eat fermented fruit though. They're always drunk. Oh, mm. um, I might just keep this up. Like I'm feeling so good, and like I don't necessarily miss it at all. Um, that I might just be a sober person now. We'll see though when the month is over. <laughs> yeah, slow down mm-hmm. there. Fourteen days. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, you do. You are uh, someone who I think of as likes to have some fun. Yeah. Likes to have a good time. You literally sure. drink champagne in a river with fancy people, <laughs> and then fourteen days of drinking chocolate milk. You're like, oh, I'm done with all that. <laughs> <laughs> the minute the sun comes out, and it's not. I went to a party and I had just as much fun. And you leave earlier, so you miss all mm-hmm. the bullshit. Like when mm-hmm. people get too drunk and they start crying, or like that's the best parts. No, it's not over it. Don't no, I'm it. with Kate. Oh. Yeah, no, it's no. bad. No. Um, how are your you guys doing with your? I know, Brett. I forget if you had. I didn't make any. Yeah, and Nate just wanted to be consistent in his podcasting i finished the first draft of all of the replacement music which will start on episode 50 so i have a few weeks to get it sounding as good as possible but yeah the biggest hardest part of that is over now um and yeah you do start to go crazy because they're all very short little clips like 15 seconds so i'm just listening to the same 15 seconds like 300 times in a row and you do kind of i did kind of start to go a little bit insane where i was like okay i'm hearing i'm hearing music when i'm uh walking into the house that's not actually playing it's just in my mind now okay 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 could you give us a little taste could you whistle or hum Mm, here i will give you i will tell you that each song is based on a famous movie score. <gasps> and my desire, my hope is that they are all recognizable enough to be like, oh yeah, that's uh, based on. <gasps> that's a fun idea, Nate. I'm excited. It's a very fun idea. Well, we're freaking awesome. And so was the movie we watched. Nice transition, Kate. What movie did we watch? The movie we watched is the. Thomas Hanks, 1988, uh, modern pedophilic classic, big. Uh, well, why don't you tell us what happened to this movie, Kate? Well, I'd love to, but what I'd love more is for one of you little snow bunnies to tell me about the plot. Surprise. Surprise. I knew we were going to do that. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do it or I want me to do it? I want you to do it. Big is 1988 Thomas Hanks film. That stars um, Thomas Hanks and some Russian guy. <laughs> and that little kid, um, his friend, reminds me so much of my childhood for some reason. So they're both 12-year-old boys and they're doing 12-year-old boys stuff. They go to an arcade or something like that and they come stumble across a Zoltar machine. And Tom Hanks' character, little kid, wishes that he was big. And then the next morning he wakes up and he's a a fully grown adult man and he's in his parents house and he has to sneak out and run away and he eventually gets hired at a toy company and he rockets to the top of the company because toys are made for kids and he has the brain of a kid and the owner Robert Logia 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 loves him loves 
So his outlook on things and his perspective of toys and people that work with their company are mad at him and jealous. And then it gets weird. Uh, the office hussy sinks her claws into this man and what? seduced. Whoa! He gets to do it. He gets to do it. The office hussy sinks her little claws into Thomas Hanks character and makes a man out of him in more than uh, more than one way. And then he realizes that work ain't shit, and I gotta go back to being a little boy. Finds his Zoltar machine, wishes he was small again. Boom! Next day, wakes up small back to play in baseball with his best friend. And that's big. That is... <laughs> Nailed it. Nate? Nate? I've, that was fine. That was mm-hmm. adequate. Mm-hmm. But uh, how Zoltar came into the picture is a little bit more dynamic. And, like, he had to search for it. Like, that's all... Like, the whole, the whole reason he ended up having to get a job is because they could not find the Zoltar machine, and it took several months. And also the reason he wished to be big is because he had a crush on a girl. The coolest girl from the 80s. She was so fucking cool. They were going to get on the, on the ride, but he was too little to get too on short. the ride. Oh, embarrassing. So then he wished to be big, you know? It makes you sense. Know, you know what's worse than being a short king in the 2020s? Being the short king in 1988. That's it. This movie starts faster than any movie I've ever seen in my life. Like there's literally... Oh, I'm going to do a hot take, guys. Are you ready? Here comes Mm -hmm. a hot take. Mm -hmm. I don't think there should be credits at the beginning of any movie. I don't think there should be credits at the beginning of any movie. First of all... Nobody cares. Like, yep. if, if you care, you'll find out. Uh, so you don't need to tell me. And second, it's way more fun when a movie just starts and you're off to the races. Th- these, these movies that make you wait two and a half minutes to read a bunch of names of people you don't care about, uh, learn from Big. Big just gets going. They're like, nah, you're good. You got this. This movie's called Big. Here's a kid playing a video game. I completely agree. I agree. Remember at the beginning of Speed, and it was just we were in that. Oh, oh Lord! The elevator scene. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. You didn't earn it. You didn't earn our attention to see your name yet. If it's a good Ooh, movie, a we'll good... we'll stick around and watch. Who was the executive producer? That's a good point. You didn't earn it yet. It's presumptuous at best. Don't you think the first thing he hot? So he's he has bunk beds. He's on the top of his bunk bed when he goes to sleep and he's a 12-year-old boy. He hangs his legs off the bunk bed, jumps onto the floor, and suddenly he's two feet higher looking at, singing dust at places he's never seen dust. Wouldn't that give you, why do you have to look in the mirror to understand like, did I land on a step stool? What is going on here? He, you would know right away as soon as you woke up that something's different because your back would be fucked, your knees hurt. You got indigestion. Oh, he's 30. He's in good health. Do you remember ah. 30? 30, you weren't. I had two surgeries when I was 31. Oh, well. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, There's a scene where they, they're they going on the, uh, before he turns into a man, he, they're getting on the roller coaster and someone cuts in line. Besides like sexism and racism, line cutters are the worst people ever. Mm. Monstrous, mm. monstrous. Uh, human could you beings. imagine being that, like, just like, oh, I'm more important Entitled. than everybody? Yeah, I'm so more important. There's someone that does it at school drop off every day. Oh, that's unforgivable. It's the same car, and people like write on Facebook about it, and like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's infuriating. Um, I also have Zoltar is a crazy machine. It's a weird thing to to even exist, but. Eventually, the Zoltar machine is going to break down, and someone's job is to fix Zoltar machines. It's a magician. It's a wizard that comes. But don't you find that weird? Like, that's your job? I fix Zoltar machines? Like, you got to take the tongue out to get the screws and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It is is weird. It is. It is. It's it's an odd job, I imagine. I bet it never breaks, though, because it's never plugged in. 
I didn't notice that when I was younger. But this time when I watch the movie at the end, when he uses the Zoltar machine, the Zoltar machine is unplugged and it still works because it's full of magic. It is weird that is it, this is a magical movie. And this is another Penny Marshall movie that I didn't realize until I, okay, maybe the credits at the beginning are good. Uh, I have to reconsider things. But uh, another Tom Hanks and Penny Marshall, which we have recently watched a Tom Hanks, Penny Marshall movie. It was basically a league of their own cast. Well, yeah, Lovitz was back and like, love it. Talk. Betty Spaghetti. Betty Spaghetti was there. You know what? Where was she? He was dancing with Lovitz. Uh. And uh, nobody has faith in an actor like Penny Marshall does. She, she's like, you can play a 13 year old boy, a 30 year old man. And then, like, two years later, you can play a washed up old. Major League Baseball has been drunk. Like, she saw it all in young Tom Hanks. It's it's actually incredible of her to uh, give him the opportunity. I feel like we were too young, and I feel like Tom Hanks was, like, the the hottest actor to get at that time. Yeah, he was a movie star from the Jump Street. I have a note that says Pizza Guy Routine fucking sucked. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Was there a Pizza Guy Routine? Pizza Guy Routine. Oh, was he... Did they go... Was there a guy flipping pizza? Oh, no, yeah. wait, 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 wait. I couldn't uh, disagree more because, like, I wrote down, I wrote down, what a pizza experience, three exclamation points. Do you want to explain it? When the there's a pizza guy's, like, they on his birthday, they go to a pizza parlor and there's like an Italian guy who's like singing he's like he's dressed like Chef Boyardee standing in the restaurant singing in Italian and everyone's like ah cheering and clapping and they're throwing dough around and shit like no I don't like that I don't like that do you not like that ever do you enjoy watching people throw dough (sighs) here's the deal I don't like forced things that I'm going to do anyway. Like you go hibachi, you said, and he's put a little show on. I don't, I just want to eat. I don't want to have what an egg snake. What? I don't like hibachi idea. What? I don't like the idea of it. What oh a time. Gosh. One of my favorite things, but you know what? I love all kinds of corny ass, uh, eating experiences. I like, uh, rainforest cafe. I like hibachi. <laughs> And speaking of Tom Hanks month, one of my favorite restaurants of all time, I like to go to Bubba Gump's. You'll catch me at a Bubba Gump's happy as really? a, happy as a forest in a gump. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Taking a girl to Bubba Gump's. No, I love that shit. I love that shit. A Fuddruckers. I didn't know Bubba Gump was like, uh, I didn't know. I've never been. What's a Bubba Gump's like? Is it like you're in the, a Louisiana? It's like all fried seafood, but. It's just has, it's such a bizarre, absolutely fucking bizarre concept. There's just memorabilia from the movie Forrest Gump. Are you kidding? No, everywhere in the restaurant. And then they, each table has like a set of, of license plates. And one says run, Forrest, run. And one says stop, Forrest, stop. And if you want the waiter to come and bring you more blue drink <gasps> and a giant blue tube, you flip it to stop, Forrest, stop. And then they come and they get you shrimp and uh, blue juice. Amazing. Oh, my God. What's the blue juice? Well, whenever I think of theme restaurants, I just think of those really stupid long cups with uh, cocktails in them. So I'm just calling that blue juice. One time I drank one of those drinks and I had white poop the next day. <laughs> like a dog. That, that I swear to God, sense. hand that to God, my whole feces was white. And that I looked doesn't it make up. sense at all. I know. I looked it up and it has to do with bile. <laughs> you got Bubba Gump syndrome. <laughs> exactly. I swear to God, hand to God. Full I white got bird. gumped. <laughs> I was like a bird. <laughs> I wrote down Bobby Loja moving like Ali when he's on that piano. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe my eyes that an elderly gentleman could be so spry. They had stand-ins to do that scene, and they didn't need them. And they didn't didn't need need them. them. They didn't need them, no. I feel like you're an actor, and this is a scene. I mean, this is a dream come true for acting, and also if you're any kind of a musical person. Like, who wouldn't love to be to do that scene. I think that's why this movie stands out and still 30 years later because of that scene. 
Because it truly is a bizarre, like one of the strangest things about this movie is who is this movie for? Like I always right. thought it was for kids, but then they drop an F-bomb in the middle of it that seems so surprising to me. And I was like, and, wait a minute, who's this for? Right. I watched, So Jules watched this with me and this movie is rated PG. And they say fucking it. They have all of these jokes on Disney Plus. You can watch this and it's rated PG. There's all of the sex jokes. There's all like Jules was like, is this really PG? This and I was like, yeah, I don't know. And inappropriate. Like that's why we're all that's why millennials are so weird, is because this was our childhood. There's pedophilic movies that were given to us as PG movies that we went to with our parents. My dad took me to see uh what was the movie with uh Oh my God! Uh, I'm Bruce Willis. D- like, die Hard. Uh, die Hard. When I was in kindergarten. Yeah, too small. Too like, small for Die Hard. This is why we are the way we are. I wouldn't disagree with that. <laughs> like I saw, I saw a lot of movies that I should not have seen when I was young, and it has affected me as an adult for sure. I watched Eddie Murphy Raw and Delirious with my dad when I was a kid. Yeah, that'll get you. <laughs> that explains a lot of my it really world does. views. Absolutely. Oh my lord. Um, you could not make this movie today. No chance. No. Mm-mm. And especially with the roles reversed. Can you like imagine? Twelve year old girl. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? No, you'd this have movie to take now? out all. It would have to remain male, the lead character, and you'd have to take all mention of sexuality out of it. I got in trouble because of this movie, Kate. Thank you very much. Okay. I <laughs> Melissa said, "What movie is it this week?" And I said, "Big." And she's like, "Oh, it's my favorite." One of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely my favorite Tom Hanks movie. She's like, what did you think? And I was like, uh, basically, I thought I was on Epstein Island for two hours. And she got mad at me. And yeah, she told she me, You're, I'm gross. And I'm making it out to be something that it's not. And Kate probably sees the real reason why it's a good movie. And then I called her Ghislaine Maxwell and I left the room. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, that's pretty that's well, that a pretty good like, roast though. It is that a good, is a pretty good roast. It like is. you gotta end it. Got your ass. Got your ass. Can you imagine poor no, Melissa? No. Poor we Mel. have to have a, be able yes. to have opinions. Everyone has to have that. I think it was mm-hmm. very Epstein like. I know, but you in but then you you didn't just let not only didn't you let her have the opinion, but then you insulted her. I basically, after that moment, I kept, I keep on muting things when she's in the room. I'm like, wait, did you guys hear that? Is that a helicopter? Is there a helicopter <laughs> surrounding our house? I'm just waiting for the SWAT team to bust down the door. I would have divorced you, have. you after you six have. months of marriage. Absolutely, Absolutely. you wouldn't have. I could never be Yes, made. you could totally. I would have, or I'd no, murder you. you. I would have murdered you or divorced you. The surprises of life. I bet he made a good dinner that night, and so it was like she was she was frowning. Oh, yeah, I can get away with so much. My ex-husband was a good cook, too. It doesn't matter. I'm not him. I made a tikka masala last night that bought me at least two more Glay Maxwell jokes. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would not divorce me. I'm a delight to be around. Do you know what I thought of during this movie that I never thought of when I was a kid was like, okay, Tom Hanks goes back to being a kid and then he grows up and he gets married. And like when you uh, are in a relationship with relationship with someone as an adult, you usually kind of share your secrets, you know, your deepest, darkest Mm -hmm. secrets. And imagine um, trying to explain this to your future wife, just being, she's like, okay, so like, when was your first time? I was like, okay, well, I was at this carnival, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he has to buy the Zoltar machine and just take it. Like that's the biggest thing that I didn't believe in. Take the machine. And you better hope your best friend doesn't die because he's the only other person, other than this weird middle-aged woman, who can vouch for you. Mm, but you know that kid's not growing up to be a reputable adult. So even if you bring your friend Billy in to be like, Billy, tell her. He's like, yeah, no, he did turn into a full-grown adult. She'd be like, you got, you fucking wrote Billy in this? What did Billy's you pay off Billy's been his- doing meth for 10 yeah. years. <laughs> you pay off his gambling yeah. debts so that he'd do this? Is this some kind of big joke to Melissa's you? Melissa's <laughs> not listening to any of my friends with an alibi or like, yeah, oh, no, really, he did. They're like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Um, Billy got selfish there at the end. 
Billy got a little possessive, you know what? But he's 13, we understand. And I would be kind of pissed too, like jealous. I'd be jealous. For sure. But then also, I would have been, even as the Billy character, I would have been taking advantage of this situation. I've been like, you're an adult. They waited until like halfway through the movie before they talked about buying beer and pornography. I'd have been like, in the school when he introduces himself, he's like, Hey, it's me. I'm an adult. Yeah. I'd have been like, okay, time to go rent a car. Let's get out of here, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I like this movie because we are hearing a lot about Nate's childhood and his personality. <laughs> I like it. I do too. Take some of the heat fun. off me. Don't you find? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd definitely. like to hear more about Nate and his dysfunctional childhood. Yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not the degenerate one. <laughs> And then my last thing that I wrote down is when she's sitting in the car and watching him walk to the house and he like shrinks and then the suit's all floppy. Like her seeing him in that floppy suit has got to hit real hard. Like what you just did. The post not clarity that she had (laughs) in that car. Like what did I do? I'm disgusted. Like what the fuck did I just do? She's definitely, not only does she smoke her head off, she definitely is an alcoholic at that point after that. There's not enough chocolate milk in the world, Kate, to keep you sober from that. <laughs> That's true. Just, could you imagine you just slept with this guy for like weeks and worked with him, and then you watch him. You fell in love. You, you fell, fell in, in love with love. him. And Jesus you watched him go that. back to his mother's house, and his suit is four times too big, and he's got freckles, and he's got that boy hair, and you're just sitting there in your car looking at him like, what the fuck? All right. The official big quiz. Classic Brent rules. Seven questions. We're going to start with Nate. But you both have to answer. Number one. How many times does Josh, as an adult, double dip at the fancy party? Oh, so many. (laughs) One time. Two times. Six times. Twelve times. It's a lot. It's it's an amount of double dipping that is unbelievable. But I'm trying to decide in my mind if I thought six was unbelievable or if twelve was unbelievable. I'm gonna say six six mm, six double dips. Um, I want to say twelve as well because I think it's but that seems like it's too many in my brain. So I'm gonna say six as well. Mm-hmm. You guys are right. Ooh. He doubled it six times. Isn't that crazy? It was some amount of dipping that you is unbelievable. Not to double dip by the time you're 12, in my opinion. Definitely. He plays a fun computer game, both as a child and as an adult. And what is on the evil wizard's cloak? Oh, Ooh. what a good question. Are there eyes, stars, lightning bolts, or stripes? I'm going to have to say stars. Mm, that's hard. But technology was so bad, I don't know if they had star technology yet. I'm going to get stripes. Was stripes an option? Stripes is an option. I'm going to go stripes. Put me on the board. He had eyes on his cloak. Oh. Evil wizard had eyeballs. Number three. What color were the walkie-talkies? Were they black, red, orange, or blue? Uh, orange. Those bad boys were red with a yellow button. Gone forever! Brett is correct. Mm, See, I was so sure that I was correct that I was doing a fake pretending not to know, but I just truly didn't know. I just truly didn't know. (laughs) I did. Question number four. Puff paint was very cool in the 80s. As seen on Cynthia's denim jacket, Cynthia being the love interest of the 12-year-old Josh. Question, was I good at puff paint art? Yes or no? Uh, Yeah, this is tough. Um, I would say you were not good at puff paint art. Yeah, I'm going to say you did it, but you were bad at it. You guys know me so well, because you are both correct. Puff paint's hard to do. It's a hard art. It's tricky. It's a hard art. All right, number five. Does Zoltar have earrings on? No. Yes, but only on his right. Yes, but only on his left. Yes, on both ears. 
Nate's guess. Yeah, that's that's really tough. That's such a good question, Kate. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm going to say yes only on his left ear. Oh my god, that's what I was going to say too. You're both answering that way. Yeah. Okay, you're incorrect. It's yes, but only on his right ear. Ah. It was our left, his right. Our left, his right. Ah. Fuck, I got screwed over by perspective. Got you again. Not the first time. <laughs> okay, so let's see what the three score- two two. Three two two with Brent in the lead. With two questions left. Number six, which Gene Hackman movie is he watching at his apartment the night mm. after his first day of work? Is it The Conversation, Bite the Bullet, Night Moves, or The French Connection? Very good quiz. Is it me? No. It me. is Brentifer. I'm going to say The French Connection. I agree with Brent. I believe it's The French Connection. You guys are correct. Yes. Ooh, I could have so won it. it comes down to this. Yeah, it there. This comes down to this. All right, guys. How well were you paying attention? When Josh enters the FAO Schwartz toy store, the sign states the year that it was founded. Damn. Which one is correct? 1862, 1872, 1882, 1892. Was it founded before or after the Civil War? <laughs> 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 uh, I'm gonna say they they were feeling hopeful before the Civil War, <laughs> 1862. Oh, I, it can't be any earlier than 1892. The correct answer. 1862. Oh my God. What a comeback. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to Nate. You won the quiz. No, no it's tied. Yeah, it's tied. What? We got to do a tiebreaker. Oh my God. I never get to do these. I'm so excited. Uh... Okay, hold on. Let me find the movie. Oh, I got an idea. So in 2006, there is a comedy sports movie uh, that stars, well, our favorite actor, John Lovitz, is in it. It's, the movie is The Benchwarmers. Okay. Uh, starring Rob Schneider, David Spade, and John Hedder. Uh, do you want to know the budget? You know what? No, it's more fun. It's more fun to just have to guess for some reason i saw this movie in the theater <laughs> <laughs> so we know it's at least 15 dollars <laughs> uh i this is tricky because it could be one of those like you'd never ever hear about it but it made a lot of money because adam sandler made rob schneider famous by accident yeah the worst thing's ever done i'm gonna guess it made 45 million dollars Oh, uh, I think as a society, as a whole, we are dumber than what we go on. And John Hedder was in it, and he was riding Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, I'm going to say $74 million this movie made. So are we doing Price is Right rules, or are we just who's closer? Um, I believe we do Price is Right. Yeah. Well, then Nate wins because it was $65 million. Mm. Hey. But technically, Brent was closer to it than... Oh, she's got a big fuck you to Nate there. Prices, yeah. prices rate rules. <laughs> yeah. She's just letting me know. No, like, I, yeah, I won, but... Like, you yeah, know. I gotta keep my eye on I see well, what you did. I had, this, I had to make sure we had the rules right. The budget was $33 million. It cost $33 million to make that movie. Well, That's so con- insane. Congratulations Absolutely to insane. the pa- Padrick caster himself. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Congratulations, Nate. Would you guys like to hand out some gold medals? Sure was. Yeah. Silver, bronze as well. Thank you. I don't like it when you don't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
bronze medals. I'll start us off. I gave my bronze medal to Elizabeth Perkins, Liz Perkins. VP gets uh, my bronze too. My too. That's a turkey, baby. Taylor sisters for Elizabeth Perkins. Uh, she had a tough job in this one. She has to play a very unlikable character and have sex with a 13-year-old. And yeah. I still uh, felt bad for her at the end, so that's not easy. You're right, though, about the whole him in the suit. That is... Tough. Yeah, it's tough. Tough. <laughs> it's really tough. Uh, silver medal. I gave my silver medal to Thomas Hanks. Surprise. Oh. He's not getting my gold. I'm giving my silver medal to Thomas Hanks. He's great in this movie. He does a great job. There's nothing wrong with him. He's just got outclassed by another performer, in my opinion, in oh. which I will reveal shortly. I know me and Nate are going to have the exact same list. So my silver is going to Mr. Thomas Hanks as well. He was very oh. good. He played a 13-year-old boy. He got to see some grown-up woman uh, parts and what it's like to live in the real world. And he decided it wasn't for him. And that's why he gets my silver medal, Tom Hanks. My silver medal is going to Jared Rushton, who played Billy. Uh, I really enjoyed this child actor's portrayal of a best friend. Uh, anyway, he gets my silver. Yeah, Kate, I couldn't agree with you more because I gave my gold medal to Jared Rushton. I gave oh. it to Billy. I thought Billy stole the show. He was uh, a, a great child actor, did everything he needed to do, and I believed every second of it. It was such a child actor. Um, I was wrong. I thought we were going to go one for one and one for one. Or no, that's not English. I thought we were going to go the exact same order. But um, yes, I agree that Billy did a great job. But you could tell that an adult wrote the part. So, but my uh, actor who just made me feel good the whole time, Mister Robert Loja. Robert Doja. <laughs> Robert Loja cat. Um. I like that he gave the young guy a chance and he saw, what's the word I'm looking for? He didn't make fun of his suit. He wanted, trusted his opinion. He saw something in the young fella. And I, in a world where jobs go to the most seniority and the older staff, I don't agree with that. It should go to people that are good for the role. And he was the best. He was in the movie um, Lady in White, which I don't know if you guys have seen. It's a I horror, horror mystery movie from 1988 that I remember as a child being very good. Did it scare you? Yes, it did. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it did. He was also in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know what? I haven't seen that movie in so long, and I love Rick Moranis. I hope we get to watch some. We haven't seen him since Spaceballs. I hope we get to Canadian see Rick Moranis soon. Definitely. Last time I saw him, he got beat up. Really? Yeah, there was uh, security uh, camera footage. You got uh, punched outside of the subway in New York. What the what? fuck? Why? Why is anybody you know. hitting him? I don't know. I'm just letting How you know. How dare they? Letting you know what was going on. That's really sad. Uh, would you like to give this movie a rating, guys? Oh, I didn't give my gold. I'm sorry, kid. I thought you gave it. Go ahead. Wow. You question him on the quiz once and you get cut at the medal ceremony. My gold medal goes to Thomas Hanks for his portrayal of a sincere, innocent 12-year-old who takes a journey of maturity and sexual exploration. He's a very charming actor, this Thomas Hanks. I think he's got a bright future ahead for him. Got a bright future. <laughs> and uh, I hope things work out for him, you know? We're all cheering for him. Sure are. All right, now. Do you want to give this movie a rating? Sure do. Yeah. Uh, the script for the film, big. Uh, one of the most bizarre concepts ever come up with in the history of movies. What would you give the script for the movie, big? Oh. <laughs> um, I'm giving it an eight. Okay. I'm giving it an eight as well, because only for the fact is I can't be on record as giving this movie a 10 because it's pedophile, Epstein Island stuff. But I like the concept. And it was probably got away with it during the time period. Yeah, I like, you know, eight sounds exactly right to me. It's there's nothing 
incredible about the script, but it is a very interesting concept and uh, it's a fun fantasy. We need a lawyer statement saying that the members of the North American Friends Movie Club do not endorse any underage dating. We're just, we love art, okay? We love art. Don't question us. Uh, Speaking of loving art, the art direction in this movie, what did you guys think of the art direction? The sets, the costumes, and so forth. I am obsessed with his loft and it is what made me interested in loft living mm-hmm. i'm giving it a 10 i didn't know you were interested in loft living i mean i don't want to now but like when i was a kid that to me was like the epitome of the way you should live sure um i enjoyed the loft i enjoyed his the way he was decorated i enjoyed the uh walkie talkies his white suit I think I liked her bra when they were doing the thing. Sure. And I think I liked, um, the, I loved the Zoltar machine. So that gets it, mm-hmm. uh, it gets a nine for me. Uh, yeah, this is tricky. I got to think about this. I do like his apartment set, the trampoline inside his red bunk bed. I literally had that bunk bed, slept on oh, that yeah. bunk bed with my little brother. Aww. Uh, I'm going to give it a, Nine. <laughs> yeah. Cool. The music for this movie. Were there any bangers? <sighs> I didn't hear any. Oh, really? Were there? I don't know. There was. Heart and Soul's a banger. Okay. <laughs> Heart and Soul's always been a banger. You can shake ass. You can play it in church. You can do play Heart and Soul anywhere. And every demographic is going to bop along. Okay. Um, it, <laughs> it gets a nine cause there's no lyrics though. Okay. Yeah. Soul. Yeah. I'm going to give it a nine as well. The music, you know what? It did absolutely nothing for me. Left me feeling cold, left me uh, hanging. It's going to be a seven. It's going to be a seven. And doesn't like, uh, heart and soul. He's not a heart and soul guy. No, he's not. Doesn't like chopsticks either, apparently. No, definitely not. Wow. Definitely not. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and cancel me on that one if you guys want to. Nathan Hurd. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Got his ass. That's right. Uh, This is a fantasy comedy drama. That's what they they think this movie is. Uh, A fantasy comedy drama film. As a fantasy comedy drama film, what would you rate this movie? I'm going to give it a 10 because it is very fantastical. It is funny. And there's definite drama. I think it's a good mix. I think the tone is reached perfectly, even though the script might be not. There are some distasteful parts. It is fantasy. It is dramatic. My God, you could, they're very dramatic, but it, what, I feel like they could have been funnier than what it was. And, sin, and when you have something quirky like that, you got to really play into it. it but then it, then it mm-hmm. loses. It's, you you got to have a balance with the drama. Otherwise, it's too over the top. Like you can't play the comedy too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The comedy has to be natural from this fish out of water story, not like jokes. Okay, so I just I'll forfeit my. No, what would you? What number? No, are you no, no give I it? don't have to give. I don't have to give numbers out anymore. Apparently, you quite literally, do have to. <laughs> you know, you quite literally have to. I was just advocating. <laughs> we can do that. She was. She was. Let her filibuster every now and then, Brent. Okay. Uh, fill someone else's buster. I tell you that. Um, we have to give it a eight. Uh, I. The th- part that's missing for me is the funny. I didn't, I don't think I laughed. It, there was lots of smiles, you know, double dipping and uh, that kind of stuff is is funny and, uh, but not funny, funny. So I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to go seven. I'm going to give this movie a seven <gasps> when it comes eight, to boy. that. Uh, now, if you knew somebody, you had a friend and they were a Tom Hanks guy. They loved this guy, Tom Hanks, but they never seen the movie Big. What would you recommend this movie to the Tom Hanks fans in your life? I would give this movie a 10. As if you're a Tom Hanks fan, he does it all. 10. Obviously, it's a 10. 
You have to see this if you like Tom Hanks. Yeah, I gotta I gotta follow along and complete the turkey. Uh, if you like a Tom Hanks and you want to see some Tom Hanks, this is one that you just, you have to see it. You got to see it. True. This movie gets a 43.9, a 43.9. You know what? That sounds exactly right. Not bad for a 1980s pedophilic movie. Yeah. It it overcame so much to get to 43.9. Yeah, it did. It really did. And we overcame a lot too. We really yeah, we kept really it together. Um, now we got to chat about what movie we're going to watch next week. Ooh. Oh, well, let me bring up our choices. Kingpin got a 43.8. I think I would rather watch King. Mm, tough. Nah, they're about equal. They're about yeah. equal. Yeah. Because yeah. there's parts of Kingpin that I don't want to see ever again. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. Um, would you like to hear our options for the movie we would be watching for next week? Yeah, why don't yes. you tell us our options? Joe versus the volcano. Uh, Toy Story. Charlie Wilson's War. Splash. Road to Perdition. Money Pit. The Burbs. Forrest Gump. Green Mile. Cloud Atlas. Uh, Apollo 13, Castaway, uh, The Polar Express, The Volunteers, Sleep, no, we already did Sleepless in Seattle. No, we didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, we did when you got mail. Yeah. Okay. Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, that Thing You Do, Saving Private Ryan, Turner and Hooch, Catch Me If You Can, Mazes and Monsters. Okay. I have I have four. What did you pick? Um Cloud Atlas, Castaway, Sleepless in Seattle, Saving Private Ryan. Brent, what did you choose? I chose Toy Story, Apollo 13, and Castaway. Well, the decision has been made for us because the only one we uh, only one that had all three of us in common is a movie that I've never seen, but I have always wanted to see. I needed an excuse, and we finally got it. We will be watching the film Castaway, starring Tom Hanks. This is going to depress me. No, it's going to be good. I am. Uh, I'm looking we forward get to, to talk about. This. We get to talk about what we do on a deserted island mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, and like what if me and what if the three of us were on a deserted island? Together? I would be the leader. You think so? That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. And, and I think eventually... Nate and I think Nate would be my uh, consigliere, and we would have to make sure that Brent stayed alive. Okay. <laughs> what? You, but what would I? Okay, we'll save it for the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's what we're gonna watch next week, and that means all that's left to do is say good night, President. Good night, President. Because you're the president of the island. Oh, <laughs> Madam oh. President. Madam President. <laughs> um, good night, Catherine. I love you, and I'm going to see you soon, and you know what that means. Mayday. From Robert Zemeckis, director of Forrest Gump, a test of the spirit. Hello! I have fire! An adventure of the heart. Jack! You were lost for four years. Hold on! We had a funeral, coffin. What was in it? The end of his journey is only the beginning. Tom Hanks, Castaway, rated PG-13. There's no little part that little's not even in there. You just threw that in there. <laughs> it just says squash fools. What did I say? Uh, you said little squash. Speaking of little squash fools, it's not even <laughs> little squash fools. The script says squash fools. Good improv, Kate. Fucking <laughs> golem by the river.